0: Welcome to the Stroud Institute Podcast, and I'm your host, Cheryl Stroud. As a skincare trainer, esthetician, spa consultant, and now web creator, Beverly Garb helps other skincare professionals succeed online. Having been in the skincare industry for over 30 years, Beverly understands what helps estheticians stand out in their marketing websites and social media. She helps estheticians formulate a new understanding of websites an online presence as an authentic expression of themselves. In this podcast, you'll learn how to leave behind the old paradigm of being everything to everybody and create an online presence, which attracts exactly the right clients. Beverly is often heard saying niches bring riches because she believes that specialties combined with a laser focused marketing brings results. Beverly utilizes her experience in the skincare industry to help other skincare professionals take their businesses to the next level, both online and offline. You are a digital marketer helping people with their practice. What exactly um, do you do with estheticians, or how do you help them?
1: So, yeah, I would say we're more right now of a website um, website design company for estheticians more than we are digital marketers. Mm-hmm. Those are two really different. Um, entities, while we do give advice and we're going more towards digital marketing at this point, what we're specialized in and our, our lane is definitely creating user friendly, high quality, um, convertible websites for estheticians.
0: And that's a really great, uh, niche to be in because estheticians don't have usually people who understand what they do. So, um, that's a great differentiator for yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, I started out just creating websites for everybody, but I've been in the industry, the skincare industry for 30 years. So I started out as a skincare trainer, and then I moved into an esthetician, owned my own spa, sold my spa, and then became a spa consultant, and now kind of really went into more of the web design and decided that, you know, why try be everything to everybody? What I really, really know, like the back of my hand, is the beauty industry and the skincare industry. And so I really started to nicheify and, and really only work with estheticians or spas. You know, everybody's so afraid to nicheify; They think they're going to lose clients
0: in terms of thinking that they're going to lose clients, but that's not true, correct?
1: Well, my business about at least doubled when I decided to call it nicheify. So, you know, and I think the biggest reason for that is when people understand what you do, they're much more likely to want to work with you versus, you know, you do a thousand different things for a thousand different people. It becomes diluted and, and your message doesn't get as far.
0: When estheticians are coming to you to build their website, what is one of the biggest mistakes that they do when they start to uh do this for their practice.
1: Well, and I don't want to call it a mistake because kudos for everybody who tries this. But I think the do-it-yourself websites have been a, a blessing and a curse. Um, yes, you can pop something up online, but it can actually damage your business. I mean, I've gone gone to websites where the the low quality images, or there's something really weird in the background of an image that turns me off, or you know, there's so much writing, so much information, I don't even. I just get overwhelmed. So a lot of the do it yourself websites, you know, number one, not as easy as you think they are to design. So the design and flow isn't always good. But number two, if you're not a a web designer, you know, you probably going to fall into the category of trying to educate your, the client too much. So there's tons of writing, tons of like, you know, paragraphs and it's, it's not that the client doesn't know how to take action. So I would say if I had to Say the two biggest mistakes, it's low quality images and way too much information without the correct flow.
0: So when somebody wants to work with someone like yourself, what are some of the things they should look for when uh, doing that search? Um,
1: I would say look for somebody that knows the industry because you you can hire somebody in India or you can hire somebody who knows web design but if they don't really know the target market or necessarily how to speak to that market or the correct images or the correct, you know, actions that you want somebody to take. These are all things that, you know, you want your web designer to be a consultant for you as well as a graphic designer. And so I would look for somebody who at least understands the industry or can work like hold your hand through the process versus you feeling like you have to become a web designer in order to teach them what you need and want.
0: Is there anything that someone should become prepared with? when they start working with someone that makes your life as the web designer easier
1: we work with all sorts of people some people come really being super clear about their brand and super clear about you know who they are in the space and what they want to portray that's kind of a dream for us but we also work with people that are maybe confused you know that they they don't necessarily know their brand it can make the process more difficult because it then it's like every web you see, like, I want that, you know, because you're not clear on who you are, and we will probably take your hand then and say, okay, you know, we can you can't have, all these websites are, are different branding, who are you, and what do you want to portray in this space? Um, so, to answer your question, branding is a really important topic, and some people know it, and some people don't know it. We and, will work with either kind of person, but the person who really understands their
0: brand is probably easier to work with. And then you have a um, methodology uh, that you call SMART. Is that to help somebody walk through that process of finding out um, really how they want to brand themselves and position themselves?
1: Um, you know, truthfully, that was a thing I used to as a spa consultant and was more when I worked with, as a leadership development for people to grow their teams. There is some value to be taken for this process as far as understanding your purpose, you know, being authentic. Um,
0: but I, I it's that's actually a process that was from like a past life of leadership development. Yeah. OK. Um, and is there any other method that you do you use to help people um, through the process of web development?
1: Well, it sounds funny, but I was a somatic life coach for many, many years. And somatic means, you know, that your body really holds your answers. What I'm committed to is that everybody is true to themselves. Um, so. So a website needs to be authentic. It needs to really resonate with your audience. And again, that goes back to nitrifying. Don't try to be everything to everybody. So when you really understand your purpose and your authenticity, which I believe you know already, it lives in your body, we we can more easily portray that through a visual platform like a website. So I think some of my training are really helping people tap into their authenticity, who they are, what their message is. It just helps them relax into feeling like they have to compete with every other website that's out there, I think.
0: Right. And then being authentic, people feel that even through a website. So then you're not going to be um, everything to everybody in your offerings, but people who um, resonate with your mission or your uh, sound will come to you. And then that's why I think that uh, nitrifying that you're calling it is – successful because then there's people out there who feel or want the things you want too.
1: Yeah. And that's hard when you own a business, you want everybody, everybody to resonate and you want everybody to want you. I mean, I have clients call and and they're just not the right fit and they don't ever call me back. And that's, you know, you start to think, what did I do wrong? I had a coach once tell me you can't say the wrong thing to the right person and you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. (laughs) And that really helped me realize, you know, my, I, re- I like that you use the word sound. That's such a great, you know, I'm resonating at a certain frequency or sound. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to resonate with me there and other people just aren't. So I've really learned to kind of almost be a hunter-gatherer. Like, out of all the calls I get throughout the day, I'm looking for the one who
0: resonates. I'm not looking for everybody to just take out their credit card. It's scary to almost not take business, but in the long run, it actually makes you stronger. And more successful and more sustainable, I think. So, when someone's putting together a website, should they have like their three, five, ten year goals sort of planned out because that's always intimidating for people to do, or is it okay just to start with an, a small idea?
1: I think it's almost better to start with a small idea because websites are organic beings. It's almost like having a child I mean like a business is an organic being. so you want it to evolve and grow as you evolve and grow, which is why we offer our membership plans. You know, for a really reasonable amount, you have us as your digital department. So as you grow and evolve, you have us to grow that website with you and evolve with you versus just having sort of a landing page or something that just maybe represents who you were five years ago. So it's not necessarily in fact, I would rarely ask what a five year goal is because it's not necessary to me. I'm portraying who you are now. That being said, we always build the website bigger than who you are now so you can grow into it a little bit as well. So people sometimes don't understand why we might use the word we, even if you're just a single esthetician. Well, we're building a vision for you to sort of grow into and your clients, you know, clients want to be part of something successful. Um, So it's it's a funny thing, we're gonna meet you where you are now, but you're gonna see that your website sort of has you grow into maybe a little bit of a bigger vision, that makes sense?
0: Yeah, it does make sense. And when estheticians are getting into this, Um, for the first time because they, most institutions don't get into the business to do business. Um, I liked what you said about that you should be thought of as their marketing department where you're um, always there to help them grow and to evolve this website.
1: Yeah. And I think that goes back to who resonates with us and who doesn't, you know, the people who tend to really want to work with us, they want that relationship. They want us by their side. They want to collaborate. They want to know where they're as they grow. You know, they're not necessarily looking for like, you know, you can hire somebody in India for 150 bucks to put up a website. That's not my client. My client really wants someone who's knowledgeable in the industry to walk alongside them and have that, that website really be cared for.
0: And then with alignment, what does that mean to you for a website and the person that is creating the website?
1: Well, alignment goes back to purpose for me so as a life coach my business actual business name is called soul purpose and i guess i have the belief that we all have a purpose on this planet in a in an individual vibration that we're contributing to the whole and and that alignment means that everything we do in our life aligns with our core values aligns with our core purpose you know and that that's then being portrayed through a website so i get some people who really feel strongly about clinical skincare and clinical methodologies and they really want their website to be high end clinical. That's who they are. And then I get other people that their core values are very nature-based and everything's holistic and what they feel they offer is not holistic alternative. Well, that should be portrayed through the website as well. So it's about straight, staying true to who you are versus, you know, just again, trying to be everything to everybody. And then you become no, nothing to nobody or however that saying goes.
0: Are there, uh? Any top three items that make a website successful, I would say branding. So that's your messaging is very, very clear.
1: And when people go there, they know what you do. So when somebody goes to my website, it's called estheticianwebsites.com. The the landing page is websites for estheticians. Like, I don't think you're going to be confused when you go there. The branding is clear. Um, And number two, I know it's a big topic in SEO to have a ton of wording and tons of keywords but it really, I have a saying, confused buyers don't buy. So the message should be clear and the next step of action should be clear. That's what you're wanting. Keep all the words for your blogs. You know, nobody wants to start being educated and figuring stuff out right when they get to your website. And I would say the third thing is just really high professional images because selfies, things like that can be cute, but they can really take away from a branding point of view.
0: And then, I always get confused with keywords and the SEO. How does all that work? That's a big conversation. Um, So SEO is basically search engine
1: optimization. And at this point in time, search engine basically means Google. They're like, they're just, they have the space. And it just means that Google recognizes your website and starts to rank you on the first page, right? so there's strategies. One is that your website is optimized, which means your website is fast and zippy. It's not sluggish. It doesn't have, um, you know, all of your your images are labeled. Your pages have their meta tags. There's, there's a whole slew of things to make your website optimized. And then secondarily is that your content is written in a way that Google starts to recognize what you are and who you do. I mean, who you are and what you do. So I often tell people, it's kind of like when you go to a party, if you're messaging, like you're just sort of like, I don't know who I am, I don't know what I do, you're all over the place, you're most likely not going to get a client. But if you go and you're super clear in your languaging, and you're super clear about what you do, and you're you're prolific about telling people about it, you're going to get a ton of clients. So Google's the same way. You can't really trick Google. Once you start like having content that's really recognizable, people start coming to your site. You're like you're like the you know, the, the 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 party girl and they're going, Okay, I totally get what she does. People like her, let's invite her to our party. So there's a lot of strategies to try trick people, you know, some people are paying thousand dollars a month to try rank. I, I I just say stay away from those strategies. Be authentic and be prolific. Um, and you will
0: start to get recognized. How do you find keywords or should you be looking for keywords? And how do you know you're using the right ones?
1: Yeah, so there there are software um, that I know agencies use. For the layperson, if you have a Google Ads account, they have a really good tool to putting in literally like skincare in Arizona. And it can come up with like a whole slew of words, keywords that are good for you to use. Um, I have a tool on my computer. I don't even know the brand, but I can put in a keyword and it tells me, you know, 10 people look for this a month or 100,000 people look for this a month. So it is important, but don't get lost in it. You know, you're not going to use a keyword that doesn't fit with your business. It usually is what you do. I make websites for estheticians, so my keywords are websites for estheticians. That's what I want people to find me for. So while it is important that you're using keywords that a lot of people are searching for, just make sure it fits well with what you're actually offering.
0: I guess sometimes I feel like when I when I type things in in a search I don't find them. Is is that because someone didn't use a good keyword, or I'm not typing in the words to find what I'm looking for?
1: Well, if you're typing in the words, then that's the keyword they should be using. Because what we're trying to find is keywords that layperson people are using. <laughs> so. A good digital marketer should be tapping into what somebody like you would be putting in for the service you're looking for. It's not like a fine-tuned science, like, use this keyword, it's what are people looking for. It can take years to start ranking on the first page of Google. I mean, I will tell you, most people pay to be on the front page of Google. So, you know, you'll go and you'll see a little box that says AD, Mm -hmm. ad, that means that people are paying Google to show up on the top of the first page. Because organic searches can take years to start showing up on the front page.
0: Do you feel that that's valuable to uh, take out ads to be on the top page for a length of time um, or a long length of time forever? Is there something that you have an opinion on on that? It depends on what you're doing. So, yeah.
1: I do, and I do have Google ads for a lot of my clients. I think if you're an esthetician in a local area, taking out some Google ads in that area specifically for those zip codes can be hugely beneficial. You know, you pay a dollar for that click, and hopefully you get people coming in spending $150. If you're trying to brand yourself in a very competitive industry, like you've come up with a skincare line, and you're trying to brand yourself in the vegan organic skincare market, Probably not so beneficial. There's just too much competition. Facebook or Instagram may be better for that. But I do think for for estheticians, which is who we're talking to right now, you know, you can target it to women of a certain age group in a certain area looking
0: for skincare in that area. It's definitely worth a go. And then that gets us back to that niche market uh, uh, as well that you said is much more successful than the broader one.
1: Yes, you don't want to spend lots of money on Google with a super broad search. That's that's you know like I have some clients that have um, e-commerce sites. They're selling skincare lines. The best results we get are on the skincare lines that are already recognized that people are already searching for. They know what they're searching for. They put in PCA skin or image skincare, whatever it is, and there you come on the top. So, that's better than just sort of having like skincare for wrinkles under the eye or skincare for anti aging. You know, people usually know maybe a brand they're looking for. So, as clear as you can get in your messaging and your advertising, the more successful you're going to be.
0: So, then um, with all of those tools, how do you help estheticians or spa owners, spa consultants, and directors to lift their business through a website?
1: So, the first step is building your house which is the website so you know you can spend a lot of money on Facebook or Google ads or Instagram and people come to your website and they don't take an action so we want to make sure that you know the house you're sending them to is a house that feels inviting that the messaging is clear that there's a clear action for them to take and that it converts well so that's I mean that's that's where we spend 99% of our time you know, we're starting a marketing department, but for now, our bread and butter and where we live is creating those websites for estheticians. Um, so again, it's in the branding, it's in the messaging, it's in the is it is is it taking forever to load? If they click on a button, does it just spin and spin and spin? You know, you want to make sure the website's zippy. They click on a button, they put their email in, they book an appointment. You know, they're just taking an action. People are very their attention span is very short um, and you just want them to take that next action.
0: For most institutions, they really don't understand what branding is. They get very little education in um, aesthetic school. Can you just briefly describe what branding is for the esthetician and how um, they go about creating that brand? Branding is, um, it's, it's
1: just who you are in the industry. So the industry is huge, right? I mean, you might, be in a. You might be a medical esthetician. You might be a holistic esthetician. You might, um, you know, not do aesthetics at all and only do waxing. And so again, it's being really clear on what you do best and and where what you want to lead with. It doesn't mean you don't do some things on the back end, but you want to lead with what you do best and what you know what you want to attract clients for. That being said, then who's your target market? If you're in a holistic industry, you want your colors, you want your font, you want your logo, you want your brands to all speak to the person that's going to feel welcome when they come to your website. If you're in injectables, you know, you want your um, website probably to speak to a higher end clientele, to a clientele that, you know, maybe doesn't really care about holistic skincare, they really just want results. So then you want your logos, your color, your font, your images to speak to that client. So, Again, if you go to my website, it's it's branded um, for estheticians that are looking for affordable, easy to use websites That's I'm I'm not going for the person that that necessarily wants a huge $10,000 website. I mean, I, I would I will do those, but that's not my branding. So it really is being competent enough to say who you are and really design all of your messaging around that.
0: What happens when uh, aestheticians that you work with get bogged down with all the things that they want to do and they and they struggle with that focus like how do they find what they're gonna lead with to talk about in that in that website the you know the first page It's very clear like you were saying about your website? Um, You
1: know, it's usually a conversation and people usually know what that is, but they're scared maybe to let go of the other stuff. (laughs) You know, Um, I have a client now who's really wanting to move more into coaching and teaching and all this other stuff, but she's really hanging on to doing services still. When I talk to her, the energy is completely different when she talks about teaching and inspiring. and, And then she'll talk about services and her energy completely drops. So I'm kind of courageous enough to say, you know, we can do whatever you want to do, but this is what I'm noticing. Like there's a disconnect when you talk about those two things. And even when it's on your website, energetically, it feels different. So what's holding you back from really letting go of this one piece to move into the other piece? Which doesn't mean she has to let go of it. It just means becoming aware that eventually we may drop the one piece she's just hanging on to. So I think my coaching background really helps in seeing these things before Um, you know, and maybe tapping into some of these subtleties as people talk, they're really just talking through, through their vision and their website.
0: So when someone has a dilemma, and maybe it's not as severe with the energy, but if they wanted to be teaching and consulting and keeping a small practice, you know, two days a week, how do you suggest they incorporate that in their website, or do they do two different websites?
1: No, I, I think. I mean, it's up to them. But usually, we we will incorporate it. Sometimes they have enough clients that they don't even really need that. The website is really just their future of where they want to move. But it's it's really easy to incorporate sort of a services, e-commerce, coaching. You know, we just have different sections of the website that we're leading people to. That's something we're adding onto a lot of people's sites. I'm really building a lot of e-commerce sites because it's becoming more and more important that people easily buy from you versus going onto Amazon and buying. So I feel like a lot of our business right now is e-commerce sites.
0: Yeah, and a lot of brands, uh, luckily enough or beautifully enough, started to do affiliate programs as well so that no one had to open an account or have stock. And that, that probably works well with the e-commerce as well. Yep. There's a lot of affiliate, a lot of drop shipping. So,
1: you know, a lot of um, facials in a bag, facials in a kit, mm-hmm. um, including some handheld devices in there is always great. So people can be doing corrective care at home. Those are really popular now. Virtual virtual consults where people are booking kind of like you and I doing right now on Zoom, mm-hmm. having virtual consultations um, with their skincare care specialists are, are really big right now. So it's actually fun, you know, we're watching the industry reinvent itself to meet the times and it's been I I guess it's
0: just so fun to see how creative people are getting. Yeah. And then once a esthetician gets her website going with you, what are some of the things that they can do to take their business to the next level?
1: I would say the low-hanging fruit is um, your existing clients that know and love you and their circle of friends. <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of you have your website up. Maybe you're selling product. Make make sure you have a really great email, cam, you know, email <clears throat> like Mailchimp or Constant Contact, a email platform set up. Keep in touch regularly with your clients. Introduce them to the, send them to your website with a special offer like a you know get 10% off your first order. Tell your friends and get 15% off so go for your low hanging fruit um, joint ventures are really wonderful. So is there somebody in your community that has the person, the clients that you want, but doesn't do the same service. So well, like a florist could be great. A hairdresser could be great. Start cross referring <clears throat> because that's just like the, the cheapest, best form of marketing. And then once you have the budget, I definitely think spending some money
0: on Google ads or online marketing, could be worth your while. So is there a special order that people should be thinking about when they're developing their um, website and social media? And you mentioned like constant contact and all these um, different things. Should one come before the other? I'm always hearing about start a blog first, then go into your social media. I don't know what is uh, the best way to do that. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, and people might disagree with me. Mm -hmm. I think marketers might disagree with me, but I feel like, how's everything on your website? So that, let's say you're on Facebook, the ultimate goal is to get that person off Facebook onto your website and get their email. (laughs) Like the ultimate goal is to get some piece of information from them versus just like putting a bunch of energy to talking to all these people that you don't have a way to really market to. So, I, I mean, for me, and this just is, is my point of view, have a really dynamic website that engages people and has a way of capturing their emails or have them take an action and then on your social media start leading them to the website. I mean, for me, my goal is put your email in, you know, get a free consult. I don't really want to spin around in the land of conversation without really having them become part of my community. So. For me, but this this is this is what I do. So obviously I would say this, get your website looking and and functioning in the way that it should look and function. Then start marketing outside of that and leading people to the website.
0: And then any ideas that um, you can give people of what that means by capturing data? I know that a lot of um, I uh, teach as well. A lot of the students don't can't grasp that idea. So they think people come, you know, with those likes and um, followers. But like you said, they're going nowhere. Nothing's happening. What they really should be focused on is capturing some data.
1: Yeah. So Facebook has a really difficult algorithm. Let's say you have 2,000 likes or people on your page and you post away. Maybe I think it's 2% of those people would ever see your posts. So, you know, you... It's, it's old school to think that just because you have a page and you're posting that people are actually seeing those or engaging in them because Facebook wants you to pay for that. So what, what I mean by capture an email is let's say on your website you have a pop-up that says get, you know, 20% off your first visit. Somebody's likely to just pop their email in there so that they can get a coupon delivered into their email box for that 20% off the visit. Um, by the way, like sign up for our newsletter does not work. Nobody wants another newsletter. So it has to be like a really enticing offer. So let's say you have a Facebook page. Instead of just posting, 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 maybe write a great blog that your people might be interested in and then post the link to that blog. And when people come to the blog, have a pop-up that says, hey, we're offering 20% off peels this month or whatever it is. So you want them to engage in content and you want to have a way that you're then capturing some information that you can start to... Um, have a conversation,
0: um, Beverly. Do you think uh, offers always have to be the go-to, or can it be things like a free guide to acne care, or anything like that? Or, or do you think the strongest is a some kind of offer?
1: I think the strongest is some kind of offer. I think people will
0: do eBooks and things, but I just people don't read
1: anymore. I know I don't opt in for an eBook anymore. I'm like, oh my God, all I need is another PDF to read, <laughs> you know. But if I really want something, like I, I just moved to Charlotte, so I've been looking for a hairdresser, and I was looking around, and I got a pop-up that said 15% off your first service, and I went there. I mean, maybe I'm money. I mean, I, I just think they still work. Like, it's timeless. People want to save
0: money. Right. So, or, you know, so then the offer should be either somehow saving money or some kind of bundle, like a... um off like a facial with a free product but the product is really not free it's built into the facial but the client feels it's getting they're getting something
1: yeah or even a free brow wax those can be fun like you know free brow wax included with the facial um i'm trying to think of things that have worked you know, I run part of our membership is we run banners every month that we send out to all of our clients that they can pop into their emails for promotion of the month. Mm-hmm. So some things that have really worked, a free brow wax with the facial has been worked because really it doesn't take a lot of time or product on your part, but for them it's what a $25 savings, 15 to $25 savings. Right. Um, we ran a promo that was buy a hundred dollar gift certificate and get a $25 one for free. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no money out of your pocket unless that, you know, they give it to somebody and then you're getting a new client from that person. So that's that's worked really well. Um, so I think you're on the right track. It's it's sort of these hidden benefits that it's a win-win situation where you're gaining clients, not losing a lot of money, and they see it as a no-brainer that, of course, they're going to take this action.
0: And then um, after you design a website, do you also host it for people? We do. We we have some options, but the one that SD package
1: most people do is the design of the website, the hosting of the website and our monthly maintenance where we do content changes, you know, um, support them in many ways. So, yeah, that's our most popular package. Yeah.
0: And can you explain to people what um, the value of hosting is to them so that they understand that it's an important value for safety?
1: Well, it, you cannot have a website without hosting. So um, it's kind of like having a house without a piece of land to put it on, that the website has to live somewhere, so you're going to pay someone to host. For us, we host on a very fast CDN network, so we buy space from Amazon as an agency, and that's what we host on, which means that our sites are more zippy, they're faster, they don't get sluggish, and Google really loves our sites. (laughs) They just like fast CDN hosting. Mm. Um, I think the value beyond hosting for maintenance is sites break sites. All of a sudden your site will look perfect. And then the next day it'll be all jumbled for some reason. Like it's just the nature of it. So having someone that's watching that for you, that's running virus scans, that's, you know, making sure the content is all still aligned. You know, that's what we do for our clients at a low rate of 105 a month. It includes hosting. It includes your domain name. It includes maintenance. It includes content changes versus all of a sudden trying to figure out, Oh my God, there's been an update and now what do I do with this update? I don't know how to keep my site current.
0: (laughs) Yeah, And then you also optimize for all devices, correct? Yes. So your fee includes that as well, which is, you know, they're getting a lot, um, for their It includes
1: really everything you would need in a web. Yeah. I think, I feel like it includes, I, and our, our mission, our vision, so our, our branding is that it's affordable and that we're easy to work with. So, Estheticians don't have time to start to learn to be a web designer. They don't even always know what images to use. So after a few questions, you know, we ask, we send some color swatches, we send some templates. Once we feel like we have a pretty good idea of their vision, we will really try to take most of the work off their plate, put together what we feel like they're looking for. And then there's some back and forth, but on the front end, we really try to make it as easy as possible for you. So our, our branding is that we're affordable, we're quick, so we usually have about a 30-day turnover, um, and that we're just easy to work with. We're going to listen to you, and we're going to really try and capture what you're saying without you
0: having to do a lot of legwork. And then do you also provide like any kind of copywriting as well if somebody um, isn't the greatest writer but they can give you a, a couple of paragraphs?
1: We do we edit we just make sure everything makes sense we make sure you know maybe that couple paragraphs my experience that couple paragraphs can be said in three words (laughs) so we're pretty good at getting the gist of it and making it into a tagline or making it into you know do you need those paragraphs maybe if not let's just say it as short and possible as possible so people get the point
0: so is there anything else someone should look out for when they are designing a website working with an agency like yourself to have success in uh developing um, a website i think
1: you know i think know what you want it's like shopping for anything i feel like most people know before they pick up the phone if they're they want to work with us or they want to work with somebody else you know like i i pretty much know when i walk into a store this is the store i want to shop at and so go with your Gut, like make sure it's a right fit in long term. I get a lot of people coming to me that say they've spent five thousand dollars and they cannot work with the designer they're working with, you know, for whatever reason. So I think really interview the designer, make sure their their personality is a good fit, that their their um, vision of the company is a good fit, that you feel they're actually understanding what your vision in your head is. Um, and then know that it's a collaboration, that they're going to want your input. This is going to be a project. It's going to be something you work together on, It's you know, and, and make sure you have time and energy for that. So it's not like, oh, my God, I'm so busy, but, you know, just focus in and really understand this is a project. And if you work well with the designer, you'll have what you want in the end.
0: Yeah, because sometimes designers can um, make it their project, like their own, and then they are not very um – flexible on the things that you're hoping to achieve. So that's a good advice to tell someone is to make sure that you can work with them.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the biggest challenge for a designer because I know what I like. So I kind of naturally want to do what I like. And I've learned over the years that everybody has different tastes. And I've really learned that it's pretty much irrelevant what I like. (laughs) You know, it really is. Like, they've got something totally different in their head and so putting my, my view aside and really trying to understand what they want has been like a a learning and a growth curve for me.
0: So Beverly, is there anything else that we should have covered that we didn't cover in terms of what you do? I like we covered a lot. You know, everybody's welcome
1: to go on my site. Again, it's estheticianwebsites.com. Um, spelled with an E, not an A, Uh, and there's a free consult on there, and I'm happy to have a conversation, even if I'm not the right person for them, you know, happy to see what they want and steer them in a different direction or, you know, see if we're the right fit or just help them maybe clarify what the next step is for them. So, you know, I think we've covered a lot today, um, and I think the next step would just be maybe talking to some designers and just understanding clarifying what they want and seeing who's the right fit for
0: them. And is there anything else that you um, like to plug, like any kind of courses, books, podcasts that you do yourself?
1: Um, we're, we're actually looking at doing a coaching course for people that maybe do want to go through maybe a more of a life coaching to understand what is their core purpose, um, might be in the, in the industry or outside of the industry, and then how do you take that purpose and make it into your branding and your messaging? But that's still in the works. So for now, we're the best fit for someone who is actively looking to design a website in, as an esthetician or skincare professional, um, and wants to work with somebody on, you know, as a partnership. So you know, we're there to design the website, and then we're also there to help, help it grow, host it, maintain it, etc. So that's really for us. That's where we are right now. That would be the, the best client for us, and the,
0: the best fit for us. And then lastly, where would people go to look for you if they're looking for you on social media? You can repeat the website again.
1: Yeah, I'll repeat the website again because I'm like, you know, like the shoe, shoe, what is it, the shoemaker's daughter that has no shoes? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm lucky I have a website. Where everything Everything's being word of mouth, and I've just, just redesigned our website. So next is redesigning Facebook. Um, but so we are at estheticianwebsites.com, which is E S. T a. Oh my gosh. E S T H esthetician. Let me pull it up quickly. Oh my God.
0: It's E E S T H E I C I A N. Yeah. Websites with the plural. Dot com. Dot com. And then, um, <laughs> and then for now, no one should look for you on Facebook or or Instagram. I'm Beverly right now. Garb on
1: Facebook, but uh, truthfully, I that is not where I spend my time. So, you know, I have a, quite a few followers on there, and that's my next project is to really revamp that. But all of our business at this point is word of mouth. Yeah. Um, Shelley Hancock, I know some people really know her. We're on her website also under resources, and she's a great referral. If you want to talk to her, she refers tons of our clients to us, as well as we have done her website. So that's somebody you can talk to if you're interested in getting you know, some more information. But I would say visit our website for the most up-to-date information.
0: Well, it was really great to learn so much from Beverly on how to design a powerful website. And neither one of us felt esthetician correct. So I will repeat her website one more time. It is estheticianwebsites.com. It is E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-I-A-N websites.com. I hope that you found an immense amount of information from Beverly. I know I did and I'm happy to have interviewed her. I'm Cheryl Stroud, and you've been listening to the Stroud Skin Institute podcast. You can follow Stroud Skin Institute and Cheryl M. Stroud on Instagram or visit us at stroudskinstitute.com on the web. If you haven't already, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me soon for another Stroud Skin Institute conversation.